my song. It's a Friday morning. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your friend. I don't have a top hat, but sometimes I feel like, you know, the guy at the circus, you know, the ringleader. So, in fact, a couple of months ago, my friend Linda Berman sent me a shirt that has the it says the ringleader on there. So that was kind of funny. I am your boy, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you. Where else? A couple flights up from the kitchen, just below the roof in the attic. That's right. That's where I operate from. It's not some fancy studio. It's the top of my house where I operate from all the time. But where we do a couple of these radio shows, this particular show is called Philanthropy and Focus. And if you haven't been paying attention, as I understand it, outside of the attic, the world focus starts with an F. Inside of the attic, it starts with a PH because that's when I grew up, we said fat and I like alliteration. So philanthropy starts with PH. So so does focus. At least it does here in the attic. And and whenever I announce the word, that's how it is. I'm here for a couple of reasons. I'm here to amplify the message for nonprofit organizations. I'm here to have leaders come here to the virtual attic, tell their stories, leaders of nonprofits. If you've heard me talk about it before, you know, I'm confident that nonprofits change our world every day. And it's the leaders of these organizations who help tell the stories and really get the mission out there. Now, I know nonprofit leaders are going to say, it's not just me, it's my team. And of course it is. But I can't have a whole team because it's a small attic, so I can't have everybody (laughs) come up to the attic. But I certainly can bring the leader up to help them tell their story and amplify their message. So that's what we do. So I call myself the Nonprofit Sector Connector. Vera Jones is here. I'm going to introduce Vera in a second. First of all, Vera, let me say what I like to say. Good morning, well, I don't know when there are the people listening, but good morning. They might listen to it at night, but it was morning when we recorded. Good morning. Yeah. Welcome to the attic. Welcome to my show. Thank you. I love your attic. I love all the, the pictures of you. Uh, <laughs> it's good to be here with you live as well. So thank you so much, Tommy, for having me today. I'm thrilled you're here. It's super fun already. And, and that's we have another friend in the attic. That's Moisha, the mensch on the bench. So if you're, oh, if you're, if you're watching on Facebook, I'll introduce Moisha. Um, that's, that's Moisha. Say hello to everybody. So this is, my new, this is my new friend. We're waiting on, uh, we got an elf on the shelf on the way, but we got, we got a mention on the bench right now. I'm probably have to build another shelf for the elf. Um, he, here's what, here's what I know about connecting. Here's what I know about networking. I have a friend, a collaborator, um, Christine Deska, and she introduced me to a woman named Lindsay, Lindsay Slachetka. Lindsay and I were not supposed to meet. I don't think it was about colorful talks, although it might have been. But, you know, we were just brought together. And the point is, when I meet with somebody, 15 conversations go in 15 directions. And one of the things that came up in this regard was, well, Tommy D, you need to know about colorful talks. And I heard you have this show. And I think it would be great to get our president, Vera Jones, on the show. And I'm like, because everything in my life is from connections, I go, of course. Like, I didn't really need a whole lot more of information, although Lindsay and I had already discussed a little bit about the organization. So let me let me kind of frame a little bit for everybody what's sort of coming up for me right now, because I I mentioned this to Vera uh, in our quick um, in the green room, the, the virtual green room. And I'm currently studying for a course certificate program with the Institute for Nonprofit Practice. And the last couple of sessions, including last night, was around diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And as nonprofit leaders, these are conversations that are um, absolutely necessary. However, what I learned last night is sometimes these conversations um, are a a little too much talk and not enough action. And that's what I really took away from some of my experiences yesterday. And it seems kind of poignant that the conversation we're going to have this morning after I had these conversations last night is with an organization called Colorful Talks. And this is an organization, and I'm going to read you a little bit about the organization, then we're going to talk to Vera. But Colorful Talks originated in 2020 from a mom living in Astoria, Queens. Definitely, you know Astoria. Listen, if you know Queens, you know Astoria. And if you know me, don't tell anybody. Queens is the top of the five boroughs, big time. But I know I'm in trouble already. Four boroughs just got upset with me. (laughs) Queens mom, who was concerned about increasing violence and evidence of racial unrest in America. She realized that there wasn't a group or organization she knew that aimed to specifically help parents facilitate positive and healthy discussions about race and diversity with their school age children. So what does an entrepreneur do when they look around and it's not there? 
They build it. They create it. So shout out, Lindsay. Thanks for your vision. Thanks for the team that you put together. And today, Vera Jones is here to represent the organization. So before we talk about the organization, what I like to do on my show is I want to learn about my guest, what they've Mm -hmm. done, what they're doing, the impact they're making. And then we definitely get into the organization, the impact that the organization is making, the programs, and what the organization needs. And we do that all in in a tight box in 60 minutes, and we're going to give you all the stories. So here's what I want to tell you. Here's here's some statistics for you. Women's basketball analyst for ESPN, assistant women's basketball coach for the University of Dayton, assistant women's basketball coach for Indiana University. That's the Hoosiers, right? right. Um, Madison Square Garden Network, women's basketball analyst, Big Ten Network, women's basketball analyst, and currently now, president of Vera's Voice Works, which is motivational speaking and coaching, professional training for corporate government associations. Um, Vera, I, I mean, I'm, I got to be honest, if we hadn't spoken and had such an incredible conversation a number of months back, I'd be a little starstruck. But since I feel like we we kicked it so well and you were like, Tommy D, I really <laughs> dig you. I dig your style. I, I feel like comfortable. I don't feel like super starstruck. So, but I, I do have a celebrity on the show today. So this is a big deal. So, Tell me a little bit about your background and, and just we'll, we're going to get into colorful talks for sure. But I, I want to know about Vera and, and, and have there been certain points in your life where, where you were drawn to social work, social causes, social justice um, or, or nonprofit, you know, unto itself. So let's let's start with, with, with Vera Jones. All right, we'll we'll go all the way back to uh, my first love. How about that? That's always intriguing. Somebody's love life. Mine yeah. was at the age of five, believe it or not, I fell in love with a basketball. Um, <laughs> and I learned early on that I was I had two gifts. That's it. That's it. One sports. And that came just because I grew up with a bunch of boys in the family and, and running around as a little tomboy. Um, and the second was running my mouth. Right. I love to tell stories. <laughs> I love to. Um, when everyone would shy away from being center stage, you know, I always wanted to, you know, show and tell was my thing. That's my thing. Oh, let me tell you what happened. Um, and and the short version is, is I was really blessed to become a, a broadcaster, uh, both radio and television broadcaster for over 30 years. Uh, so my love of sports and basketball uh, came into fruition with ESPN back in 1997 uh, but I had been sports broadcasting even before then in college. Went to Syracuse University for all the New Yorkers. Yeah, um, Orange. Um, yep, yep. They used to call it, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, I, lo- I know a lot of Syracuse people, the Orange and Blue, yeah. man. You know, we're Met fans here in my house, so we like the Orange and Blue for sure. There you go. Yeah. There you go. The Orange and Blue rules. I'm yep. Orange today. Always represent. I, I see it. I dig it. I dig it. So, so, yeah. So my background actually was in sports. Most people will know me from sports broadcasting. Um, but the short version is in 2010, my son was diagnosed with a brain tumor that left him legally blind. Uh, he also had a hearing impairment. Um, and as a mom, single mom, kind of raising a son and understanding all of the challenges uh, of physical disability, it also, the greater challenge was that which I witnessed in terms of emotional uh, struggles that come with being bullied and picked on for being different. Um, For anyone that can't tell, I am an African-American woman. Um, Our differences obviously are well-documented in terms of some of the challenges we've had to face. Um, So it wasn't just now seeing through an eye of being a quote-unquote minority in America, but now also understanding some of the challenges that come with persons with disabilities. And so when this kind of helps us get up to colorful talks, sitting back in 2020, I also knew Lindsay and Islaheka. I just found out that C is silent. Oh, God, you couldn't have told me that? Like, I was practicing it, like, with the C. Oh, yeah. oh man. And I, this morning, I honestly reached out and I said, I typed. I was like, Lindsay, before I go on air, tell me how to pronounce it the right way. So, oh, I'm, so I'm red. I'm red in my face. I'm so embarrassed. Lindsay, I love you. I'm sorry. Sl- that's right. That's Say right. It again for me, Slahetka. Slahetka, right? Ah. No C. All right. We got um, it. So yeah, I actually through a a colleague who also knew Lindsay heard about. Hey, there's a woman living in Astoria, Queens, that's ready to um, start up this uh, program, a, a nonprofit, and just looking for people to just kind of help out. And I didn't come in uh, potentially thinking I want to serve on the board. I just was fascinated by 
someone having the courage, another mom, you know, just like me, having the courage to say, here's something that's needed and it doesn't exist. So how can we create it? Um, and obviously with a sports background, always love the challenge. And before long, I was uh, voted as the board president. I still am scratching my head wondering how on earth did that happen? Can I tell you how it happened? Can I, can I tell you how it happened? Because I think, and this is just a guess. <laughs> I mean, when you say all I had was ball and, and I like to shoot my mouth off, I could relate. I'm just not really good at playing basketball. <laughs> I got yeah. the other part covered. But like people, <laughs> I think like you and I, we might start out in the back of the room. But even if yeah, we like yeah. we could be kicking and screaming and we end up in the front of the room, it's just kind of how it happens. And yeah. and I would venture that you maybe like me like to be in the front of the room anyway. So it's not like we were really kicking and screaming. So it's kind of, you know, you elevate those of us who are leaders when, it, when an opportunity arises, you, you, we lean in, you know, and um, I, I'm thrilled to, to hear that. Um, that this organization did start, you know, with Lindsay as an idea, as a concept. I mean, I don't share too much personal stuff on the show, but I do have four young children and um, <laughs> to kind of to tongue in cheek, like what you said, in case you couldn't tell, I'm a white man, guys. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, and these conversations, you know, need to be had I, as early as possible. And I grew up not having, certainly, you know, not having conversations around race and, um, you know, dare I say, I don't want to get political here on the show, but some people will say there are no race issues in this country and there never have yeah. been any race issues in this country. <laughs> I, I mean, come on, what are we talking about? So, right. uh, so the fact that, you know, Lindsay recognizes this, this need, you know, like I was late last night with my, some of my kids, we watched shark tank and, you know, I, th I think almost entrepreneurial, like the, there's an opportunity that needs to be addressed. And she yeah. said, I'm going to do this, you know, not like, <laughs> oh, it would be nice if there was something. So it takes a yeah. lot of um, uh, ingenuity to say, you know, this is not my forte. It's not what I do, but let's go out and figure this thing out. And I love that. I love that entrepreneurial yeah. spirit. So it's very special. So you, you get involved in the organization and it is mm -hmm. rather certainly started out as a grassroots organization is and is still, I would say, you know, relatively a grassroots organization sort of just getting going. Right. Yeah. And it, and uh, we lost in 2020. And so obviously in the midst of everything that was happening with George Floyd, Black Lives Matter and all of the other uh, different protests and the visibility that the media brought to what was really happening in this country uh, and the understanding that it probably had been happening for a long time really opened, I think, all of our eyes, everybody that's on the board. I believe that we have the courage, uh, but also the commitment to say we may not know how to do this, but we're committed to make sure that there's a voice and there's a place for people who do care enough to say, I still have hope particularly as parents, that we can do something different. So our mission is that we provide educational tools for parents um, of school-aged children um, to have these meaningful conversations. Um, because you, you have kids that are coming home going, what is Black Lives Matter? And, you know, how come, you know, you know this, these people are angry or why are these things happening on TV? Or how come somebody won't play with me in school because I'm different? Or whatever it is, you have kids. And at the end of the day, there are still Many of us who want great children to grow up to be great people who uh, are inclusive, um, who accept diversity of all kinds, not just race, but, you know, gender and, and religion and all of this. That how do we live in a world that we profess or particularly in a country here in America that we profess that we're the greatest country on earth? And yet and still we can't get along over small, subtle, God made differences. Right. And so how do we become those parents that can take a look at how do we do things better? How do we unify? How do we just be better? Um, so it gives me a lot of pride to be a, be a part of this organization. And although new, our hope, Tommy, is that it takes off and you giving an opportunity to shed light on what Colorful Talks is all about um, is a huge step up. So thank you very much for giving us this opportunity because we're looking for all kinds of people to just get involved. Well, Parents who want to have these conversations, uh, educators that can help put us put modules together on on the Colorful Talks website um, and just hearing from all voices of what's needed out there. Well, you know, 
uh, there's so much there. We'll, we're, we have three more segments to unpack some of it for sure. But, uh, but I would say I appreciate your gratitude. I, I, I often deflect it, but thank you for saying thank you. And you're welcome. Um, this is just the beginning. I want to find other ways we can really help make the connections. I mean, my mind is firing right now about who and what and which connections, you know, and, and, um, yeah, you know, probably a handful of folks that were in my class last night would be great connections for uh, awesome. for the organization. So we'll talk about that uh, we, before we go to break. We are going to go to a quick break. But, you know, when you talk about different levels of diversity, I might want to talk about a uh, gentleman, Zach Smith, when we come back with, with regards to best buddies. Uh, but I will send a shout out to anybody who is in the nonprofit space that um, my friend Maheen Kaleem will be speaking. She's from uh, an organization. Um, uh uh, grant makers for girls of color out of New York. And uh, she's going to be speaking at my nonprofit executive leadership roundtable on 1221. In fact, that's how we got to meet um, <laughs> my colleague on that is Christine Deska. Christine introduces me to Lindsay, Lindsay DeVera, et cetera, et cetera. But Christine and I have been collaborating on that for the last couple of years. Um, so uh, Mahim will be speaking about how to um, how organizations can engage with grantors in a, in a better fashion and make themselves. Uh, this is probably a perfect, I got, I'm getting ahead of myself, but we got to make this happen. So Mahin, right. if, if you're listening, we got to do this thing with Vera and the whole thing. Sam's going to kick my butt on the other side, but uh, the glass, but Sam, let's go to a break. Vera, we'll be right back. This is philanthropy and focus. I'm Tommy D that's Vera Jones. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So come to all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. That's what I'd appreciate if you do cut through the static. I mean, it's kind of basic. It's just a little bit of static. Move through it and join me in my attic. I don't know who people who say I can't sing. I don't think they can hear so well. I think that's probably <laughs> that's probably what it is. It's not it's not about me. It's about you. All right. So listen, I will sing the song as often as possible. My kids sing that song and uh, shout out to my uncle Brendan um, for writing the music, writing the lyrics. Although I, I think it was sort of a Lennon and McCartney thing there, Brendan, if you're listening, because we sort of wrote those lyrics together. So it should say like Demisa Levy only because Demisa comes, D comes before L in the alphabet, but that's a whole nother thing. We can, we can argue about that. Sorry, Vera. My brain just goes in different directions, different times. A couple of things I want to bring up is, uh, first of all, shout out to a couple of friends checking in. Lindsay, thanks for giving me the old good on the pronunciation. She's checking in on Facebook. She said, it's, my name is difficult. It's hard to say. Thank you. And that's why I just go by Tommy D because (laughs) 
D is easy to pronounce. Um, shout out to Mick Collins. Thanks for checking in. Thanks for liking and, and meeting Moisha. He's excited to meet Moisha on the bench on the bench. One day, Mick, I'll have to bring him out. You can meet him in person. And hello, Michelle Hernandez Veloso uh, for checking in. I'm guessing she's part of uh, the organization. Hey, Michelle, Michelle yeah. you, how's Michelle involved with, with uh, Colorful Talks? She's actually uh, my executive assistant. Best one on the planet, by the way. Right, right on. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, well, thanks, <laughs> Michelle, for for all your help and everything you do to help uh, to help Vera, because I know what it's like to have important people on our team. That's how we get to do the stuff we do by having people do the other stuff for us. So, so critical, so important. Um, so I guess you're a big deal because Sam is telling me a lot of people are listening. A lot of people are watching the show. So I guess we got to we got to amp up our game a little bit, coach. You know, let's, <laughs> let's let's get it moving, baby. So um, one last thing I want to point out and let's dive more into the conversation uh, about the organization, some of the stuff you might need, where you're going. But, it, you know, thinking of uh, when you talk about diversity and, you know, it's not just diversity of race, it's it's neurodiversity, it's uh, gender diversity. It's there's so much here. And I think of, um, you know, how you were in this example, able to take these two things you were really good at playing ball and, and as you said, shooting your mouth <laughs> um, and, and, and doing that. And that's what you do for a career. Right. So how cool is that? So there's a young man. So I sit on the state advisory board for Best Buddies International. Um, Best Buddies has school programs and they have uh, friendship programs and vocational programs for for individuals living with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Mm-hmm. So a couple of weeks ago, I'm in New York City at an event, which was nice to actually be anywhere outside of the attic, to be honest with you, Vera, because, you know, I've been in the attic for a long time and it's nice to be elsewhere. And I, you know, I actually put a suit on like a big boy. It was like being an adult again. It was like I, <laughs> <laughs> was when you wear a shirt and tie and shorts all the time, it's kind of, <laughs> I'm just right. telling, I mean, guys, now you know my secret. I, that's, I'm wearing jeans today. It's a little chilly. But when you do that, it's nice to get dressed like a big boy. So I meet this, this gentleman, uh, Zach Smith, who um, mm-hmm. is a participant in the jobs program. And he makes a speech, uh, the jobs program, Best Buddies. He works for the NFL. He's a statistician for the NFL, mm-hmm. and which is a job that he loves, this, this young man. And he goes, I'm, I get paid to watch football games. Like this, this young man, and he's doing a bang up job. And actually, um, there was a panel discussion last week with a colleague of mine, Darren Leach was running that. Um, and, and one of the things that they focus on from an inclusion perspective is how do we put people in positions where they're going to excel and they're going to do well. Right. And, and this young man is, is having such a great time. And this, one of the statistics was he went like 100% on all of the statistics that he was supposed to catch on a Sunday during a couple of games, and he got them all on point. And his, his team, um, who, which I have to assume is a neurodiverse team, is are wowed, and he's excelling there. And, and there's so much from a vocational perspective that's important. And I just – I had to bring it up because it's a shout-out to Best Buddies, which was originally founded by Anthony – um, Anthony Kennedy Shriver um, down in Georgetown many, many 30 some odd years ago. Um, a lot to talk about. Sophie Dubuisson was on my show from that organization a couple months back. So if you guys are looking to learn more about Best Buddies, you should go back and look at one of those episodes, learn about that, or always reach out to me, Tommy D, philanthropyandfocus.com, and we can always um, connect you with that organization. Actually, it was Sophie's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Sophie. So, um, let, so Vera, let's talk about like some of the the challenges the organization is sort of up against i mean as a grassroots organization you you have to you have to build the thing right and and what what i want to tell you too is christine and i collaborate on these nonprofit executive executive leadership roundtables which are every month Lindsay and or yourself or your entire team whoever is appropriate should plug into what we're doing there because we really bring together a great community of folks um Mm -hmm. different disciplines we each month we have a, a subject matter expert in a different area that's relevant to the sector. So we can talk about that after the show. But talk to me about some of the stuff you've come up against as an organization, some of the challenges, um, whether it be resource needs or, or really just share with me in the audience what, what some of that's about. Well, I think in the beginning with anything, you start with a really small group of people with this great idea. Um, and I don't think we're any different from any other nonprofit or any organization that gets started. There's a couple of people that say, oh, my gosh, we've got this great idea and how we put together. So the very first thing you run into, especially when you're talking about volunteerism, is always time. 
time will foul you out. That's one thing sport taught me, right? You only got a certain amount of time that you can play this game, right? And if you don't win uh, within that amount of time, then obviously you don't win. So for us, it really is just time. Um, There's a few people trying to do a lot and we're all either entrepreneurs, we got full-time jobs um, and it takes a lot of time to pull together um, everything. I mean, even for a 501c3, you know, there's paperwork, there's attorneys that have to make sure the paperwork is done correctly. So just getting formed and, and the structure of it all. Um, the one thing that I think sport has taught me also is that um, you have to find people that are willing to passionately play their position and you have to make sure people are in their in the position where they're best. Mm-hmm. So uh, or where they can provide the best uh, resource. Um, and so we've got a, a great small team of people who are um, in in the position that we think is best, whether it's uh, the person who's serving like myself as a president or a vice president. Um, you know, Lindsay, who's, you know, takes care of all of the communication. Um, that's, you know, uh, her forte, especially when it comes to the social media po- place and, and what she does with a, a Jux Media. Um, everyone has their place or the position of treasurer. I'm definitely because I'm always looking for the sale at Macy's. I shouldn't be your treasurer ever. I should, <laughs> Or maybe you should, because you're going to look for the good deals. I, I don't know. I am good at that, right? Yeah, but, but what's Macy's? I, is that like at Amazon? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you, you always have to find people. You want to find people to play the best position. The problem is, is sometimes you, you don't have all those people in place. So you end up, again, doing a lot of things you're not comfortable with and, and just trying to wing it to figure out how do we do this thing. So I would say the first, first and foremost, time and then time management um, and then just passionately playing your position, figuring out how to do this. Um, resources, yes. But I think one of the big money, you know, where's that coming from? You know, you want to start an organization that's committed to to reaching people on a not just a national, but a global level. Where are you going to get all of this money from? So you have to figure that out, um, doing the fundraising, et cetera. So we run into all of the same issues, problems, struggles, challenges, as as any other organization getting started. Um, but for us, like I said, right now, going into year two, it's we've laid the groundwork. We, we've started to get all of those little things in place uh, structurally and legally. Now it's how do we get people involved? So we're not such a small team. How do we globally reach so we can get people um, to become a part of what we're trying to do at Colorful Talks? So- so let me ask you that. When you say, how do you get people involved? What what are the folks that you're either, because I'm thinking, like I say, my brain firing in all directions and stuff. Like I'm going like, I, I, Lindsay, we need to talk. Obviously, Lindsay, we didn't finish this conversation because there's so much here, Vera, that I can plug you guys in with. But, it, you know, and I will for sure. That's what we do. So we, all of us, you know, philanthropy and focus, meaning Tommy D and me and the whole crew and Mo- mm-hmm. Moisha. The, the three of us. So <laughs> we, when it comes down to it, are you ready? Are, are you looking now? Are you saying we need funders? Like we need to get to funding sources or mm-hmm. probably end like, and are you saying, you know, we need to network with other organizations that are discussing and addressing the same type of topics. Like talk to me, like your vision wise, like what do you, where, when my audience is listening, where should they be plugging you in? Where should their mind be firing? Like, who are they? They go, oh, oh, that's what Vera needs, or that's what the organization is looking for. Both of those things, and yeah. then just your everyday. I think I kind of alluded to this a little earlier. Parents. Mm-hmm. So, if you're a, a parent who also shares the passion of, hey, I want to be able to have these these positive conversations with my children about diversity, equity, inclusion, belongingness, acceptance. <laughs> I want to be able to 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 help raise great kids, right? That understand this. When we have that, that's good. So we definitely need parents to just get involved. And your time is, you know, once, maybe twice a year, we'll call you in for panels where we focus panels, where we actually can talk about what issues are out there, what education should we be trying to provide for children. And the other one also is educators. Um, we pull together education modules. So people who have already have the experience of here's how you help teach 
children of this age bracket, children of that age bracket, as well as people who have um, a lot of background in diversity, equity, and inclusion. So, you know, we we want to network with all of those sources as well as, yes, funding always matters. Show me the money for sure. I love that. Well, show me the money. With, that was Cuba in, uh, in that movie with Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. Show. I love that. So, so good. Oh, my God. Um, so you had me at hello. That was from that movie, too. Vera, you had me at hello today. That's the yeah. deal. You had me at hello. That's the thing. Like, it, it, you know, this is incredibly important topic. This discussion, I, you know, listen, I don't want to say that I might be coming late to the party, but maybe I'm coming late to the party. But, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm at the party and I, I want to be a, a significant influence at the party. So, you know, like and through that, you know, I don't know the answers, but I know people who who have a lot of this stuff and have a lot of the answers. So we're going to we'll take it offline, you know, when we can make these these connections okay. and, and stuff like that. We are going to go to a quick break. Uh, Vera Jones, Colorful Talks is here. I, I want to maybe we can jump into one of the modules when we come back. Just tell me a little bit about what it, what the look and feel of it is for the parents when they're engaging okay. with their kids. All right. We'll be right back. Philanthropy and Focus, Tommy D. See you right back. Howdy. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So come through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. And we are back in the attic. We're back in the attic. That's not actually the song, but I think I just made a new one up. I'm your boy, the nonprofit sector connector. Whew, out of breath. Philanthropy and Focus is the show, and the mission is to amplify the message for nonprofit organizations. Syracuse grad, coach of college basketball, all around thought leader, motivational speaker. Uh, you do you do coaching for other speakers, right? Which is, mm-hmm. you know, um, I want to talk to you about that. We talked about it a few months back. I want to reconnect on that because uh, I got a lot of ambition myself that maybe we could play around with. So during the break, I was saying to you, you know, right before the break, and then you and I were chatting during the break in the chat box here, the modules. Um, yeah, I yeah. pulled up on my other screen. So if you're listening or rather watching us on Facebook, you'll get to see this. If you're not um, we're going to talk through it and if you're listening in and later on, you can go to the website, folks, which is colorfultalks.org. And I'm going to sh- share my screen right now and Vera will share with us for those listening and watching on Facebook. So colorfultalks.org yep. is the website. It pulls up the calendar of events right yeah, there. We got a, a brand new calendar, by the way, that is for sale. That's another way that you can get involved is we got a great new calendar uh, you can support us uh, with 2022 coming up. Uh, grab yourself a calendar. It has some awesome uh, visuals, but also some quotes from great quotes from diverse minds from all over the world. And that's how we roll. That's how we roll at Colorful Talks, right? We want to have uh, some positive discussions, positive thoughts, 
uh, all from diverse uh, points of view. Beautiful. If you go to topics, actually, and you pull up chat one, for instance, um, right away, we hit you with the objective. So if you were as a parent, Tommy, you're sitting there and you're talking to one of your kids and you go, you know what? I want them to understand um, about grouping, about differences. And uh, this is a neat module that talks about how uh, just in human nature, we naturally, it's not a bad thing that we see differences, right? We naturally group things. If you see a bunch of oranges and apples on the table, you're probably going to put the oranges together and the apples together, right? Um, we recognize differences naturally in our brain. Um, and so this is just a fun exercise that allows kids to say, okay, how do you group? So you play this little icebreaker. And the great thing about what we do is it's not just kids go do this. It's something parents can actually do with their kids. Yeah. So they may, you know, you may want to sit down on any given day and say, all right, we're going to have an arts and crafts type day, but we're going to learn about grouping. And so that's what this first module was all about, was just beginning with, hey, it's what are differences? And we naturally just recognize differences and people are no different. But just like the red square is not necessarily better than the blue square, you know, or the blue circle or whatever it is, right? We, we learn and start talking with our children about we need to see people in life the same way. While we appreciate all of the differences, um, we, um, or while we recognize them, we also appreciate that they're different and maybe we all do things differently in different ways. But at the end of the day, not to spoil the module, um, but at the end of the day, when you go through this exercise with the kids, you know, you might say, hey, what are the different ways you can group? You can group by color. You can group by letter. You can group, Mm -hmm. you know, and your kids will play with this and do it. Right. But in the end, um, the biggest group that you can all put together, for instance, is just simply people. At the end of the day, the biggest group that we all belong to is that we're all people. And when we learn to appreciate that, then we have the mindset to accept that no matter what other differences may come up, the commonality is that we're all people and we all belong. And that's kind of what we want them to do. And then there's a video that talks about it as well. So we do these modules that give you a place to go to at least begin the conversation with your children about the things that are important. You know, Vera, the word that's coming up for me, and it's an important word, but I feel like it gets used a lot, but I'm just going to say it because I think it's the right one. It's in your, the organization is empowering families. It's empowering parents to go yeah. out and have this. I mean, you know, as a rather educated person myself, maybe not in all areas for sure, um, I don't, I, I haven't had the mechanism to have this conversation with my children. Yeah. Really. And, and whereas I feel that at times, I'll stop to share and we can go back to the website if, if we need to again. But yeah. um, but again, gang, it's uh, colorfultalks.org. And Vera, thanks for going right through the module because I think, you know, although we couldn't touch it, we were able yeah. in, in seeing it, it, it gives us a feel for, for what's going on. But to that empowering piece and really educating parents on how to be the educator, I, I say around because of my experience and involvement with with organizations who serve the, into, the individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities, IDD, as it's known, um, mm-hmm. like I guess anything else, it's more I have more of an awareness there. So when I hear mm-hmm. that um, there's a student in one of my children's classes who has uh, different abilities, has special needs, has as uh, you know might have an aide in the classroom, um, I have conversations with my kids about that. And, you know, and again, maybe because it's, you know, we have a family foundation in, in uh, memory of my cousin, Linda, who passed a number of years ago. It's called the Lindy Lou Foundation. And um, Linda had special needs. And all the money we raise goes to organizations serving that community. In fact, um, I just uh, was asked to be on another board of an organization called the Spirit of Huntington Arts Center out here on Long Island. Thank you, Michael Katakis and Diane for, for inviting me. Uh, but there's an organization that has incredible vocational work and art programs for people with uh, with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So, you know, that sort of it's sort of a paradigm thing, I think, where we are and what we're involved with is what resonates and comes up for us. You know, so I'm always open to having this conversation around the neurodiversity conversation with my children. Um, but I have not yet personally, and I'm putting this out there. I'm pretty real with everybody who listens. I've not been uh, empowered or, or 
connected enough to this conversation that we're having right now, which is a critical conversation in this country. I, I, I think I'm getting up on my soapbox, but I, this is a g- gang. This is not, this is not a game. This is a critical conversation that we all need to have and address and be aware of and go out and get our own education and learn about, learn your history. Um, mm-hmm. You know, figure out what 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 the conversation around structural racism is, and I'm not saying I totally get it because I I'm learning it. I don't totally get it. I'm I, and I don't know. You know, I, in um, uh, a couple weeks ago, um, Dr. Darnisa Amante Jackson spoke at at an organization for us for the Institute for Nonprofit Practice around these topics. And she says the conversation around diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging could be an eight to 10 year conversation inside of an organization. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so certainly not going to you know solve it, you know, in a short time, but it's, yeah. it's the, it's the foresight I believe you and your organization have and the vision to create this mechanism for parents to have the conversation. Cause I will say, my parents weren't bad people, are not bad people, but these were not conversations we had, you know, around race and diversity. And um, I grew up here on Long Island, pretty diverse place to grow grow up. But sure. my neighborhood wasn't all that diverse, you know, yeah. it just wasn't, you know, and candidly, the one I live in right now is not all that diverse, to be honest with you. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's not the real world, you know, that, yeah. you know, you know, where... And, and- and right. we have a, a tendency to believe that the world that we live in, and when we say world, it's my neighborhood, right. that everything else is just like that. And so one of the things that has come out of like having these conversations with parents and getting a, an opportunity to network and meet people are stories like like we all share, right? We and In these focus sessions, we, we just talk about it, just have the conversation. One of the questions is, how did you first even learn about race, for instance, I remember calling people vanilla and chocolate people as a kid. Like that was the thing. Like, oh, some people are vanilla and some people are chocolate. And then we saw someone and then and I'm like, but I'm kind of like butterscotch. Like, you know, and that was these were real conversations as kids and we can laugh about it now. So, again, kids see difference no matter what. But who's there to help facilitate those conversations to make sure that they. They end up being positive accepting, tolerant conversations um, for for everyone. And and that kids grow up with the mindset of, that's awesome that there are vanilla and chocolate and butterscotch people, right? That's awesome. Um, But how, what do they have in common? And what do they bring to the table that is different? You know, what languages do they speak? And it's about being a lot more worldly. And the, the whole idea that being different is a bad thing is a narrative that absolutely has to stop. And the whole idea of thinking, if we just don't talk about it, then these negative concepts and these negative narratives that have come, like I said, around race and gender and and religion and a million other. Perpetuating because no one's able to step in and go, actually, those vanilla people that you're talking about, they're called the Caucasian race. And there's so many different diverse places. There's Irish people. There's You know, who's helping kids understand that? Um, You know, those chocolate people come from all over the country. It's not, you know, some are from Africa. Some are here from the from the Caribbean. Some are in the Middle East. You know, just having those kind of conversations and helping kids understand um, that differences is what makes up the world and differences don't have to be negative. There's such a negative connotation around. I did a speech Uh, just a month ago uh, on diversity. And I was challenged at a table, you know, about, well, you know, basically I I can't stand this whole diversity thing. You're a speaker on diversity. And it was such a negative connotation. I was amazed. I sat there with my mouth like this. I'm so tired of this diversity thing. And, but the truth is, is people have felt like they've gotten beat over the head. They feel this sense of guilt. They feel this sense of, I don't understand. And so without, conversations or a safe place to go to discuss that, then how do we ever get better? So again, that's why Colorful Talks is here, is that we may not be the end all, the end all, but we're a safe place to come to have these conversations, to get involved and to talk about how do we help kids, let alone ourselves, just be better people. I, I, you know, 
I want to hang out with you more. I want to find out how I can help more. We got to go to break. And there's something I want to tell you even before the break. This is just how the show goes. We run out of time way before we run out of stuff to say. And when you have when you have two people who who certainly are excited about what they have to say, <laughs> the time goes even quicker. Um, yeah. I know, I, you know, what I do want to do is a shout out to Dr. Terry Lynn, who's on our network here, talkradio.nyc. She has a program called Dismantle Racism here. Um, and we should have, you know, either you come on her show one time or make that connection. Um, because it's a, it, it, again, we, the conversation just needs to continue and I'll use a sport that I've been watching a lot lately called football. And we just need to move the ball down the field, right? Continually move the ball down the field. And, and to your point, um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know who said they were tired of hearing this conversation around diversity, but in my experience, you know, people of color sometimes are, are, are exhausted from having to do this fight. For, for So there's needs to be, so what I'm going to, and I'm going to go out on a limb, but I don't think it's really out on a limb. I think we need more compassion for each other. And, you know, those who want to screw up this dialogue and screw up this conversation, who have some other agenda are the ones that are in the way, you know, that, yeah. because yeah. there are certainly, let's be real, there are parties who have set this thing up this way and want it that way, right? And so they'll con- misconstrue the conversation, make it about something yeah. else. And all of a sudden it's a sound bite that somebody hears that they think something is defined by other words, but that's not even what it was. And then you get, they get too caught up in, in thinking somebody's attacking or trying to take from them, but that wasn't, mm-hmm. the whole, that wasn't the thing. That wasn't even the conversation, but you know, it's like, look over here. You're too busy looking over here. You don't see what's going on over here. Right. I mean, this is what's, this is the stuff that I think about and I'm thrilled to have this open dialogue with you. We are going to go to a quick break. We'll come back. When we come back, we're going to bring the show to close, but we're going to talk about the future of the organization. So we talk about like, what's your big vision? You know, I was in a meeting earlier today and you know, that thing they say, the big, hairy, audacious goal. I don't know why I had to be big and hairy. It could have just been a big old goal. (laughs) I don't like hairy. I I don't know why they do that, man. I mean, listen, I'm good at a couple of things. Like you said earlier, one of them is growing hair. So maybe that's it. (laughs) Although I'm running out of it right now. It's starting to grow less and less. We're going to go to a quick break. We come out. Let's talk about the big vision of Colorful Talks. And then maybe something that's on your mind that you want to get out there to the public so we can have them connect with the organization. And then obviously how they can get in touch with you and Lindsay and the team. So we'll be right back. I'm out of breath. So I need to get some fresh breath. Um, This is Philanthropy in Focus. We'll be right back. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. I love that song. I, I love it, but I, I love it, but uh, I just, I, I love it. And then when the commercial break, you hear two commercials for this show. And then the other show that I'm on with, with my buddy Val, my pal, uh, the professionals and animal lovers show. So that's so fun. This is so cool. And and people are checking in on the Facebook. So I want to just shout it out. Thank you, Lindsay. 
Slahetka. How'd I do? What do you think here? I think I got it that time. Thanks. Thank you, Lindsay, for putting the topic. So if you go to the broadcast we're doing on talk radio, uh, excuse me, when you go to Facebook, talking alternative broadcasting, uh, Lindsay has posted the topics module one that we were talking about. So if you missed it, you can go back to it. Uh, That being said, the colorful, excuse me, the website is colorfultalks.org.org. Uh, shout out to my buddy, my my uh, uh, colleague, Steve Fry, who comes on after the show, checking in. He says, love it. Everything begins and ends with people. Of course. I mean, that's it. At the end of the day, we are, you know, there's a song and, and I'm going to I'm not going to get into There's a Beastie Boys song. And one of the lyrics was like he was filling out an applica- application and it's and I'm, I don't have the lyric. Maybe I'll have it for next week for you. But it was like he said in, in where the space that it asked for his race, he wrote human. Like, mm. like, isn't that the whole like thing? And I'm not making, yeah. I'm not making this easy. I'm not trying to make this like, this is so basic and that's, but like mm. fundamentally, like, isn't that the whole thing? Like whatever mm-hmm. structures have been put in place for hundreds and thousands of years now, I guess. Right. I, that wasn't, that's not what it was like before when we were, were living, you know, a different way. That's not how this was. This was all created. So, um, so yes, Steve, it does all begin and end with people and that's what we are. And we need to find a way to love each other more. Those four lads from, from Liverpool told us, right. All you need is love, man. If we could just get to that point mm. um, and I look, and I'm not trying to make it basic and, and don't, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not trying to be naive and Pollyannish and, and the whole deal, but like, I, I think at the core of it, Vera, that's I think, yeah. where we need to go. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's the vision that that we we want to create is and you asked about what is the bigger vision. So I, I would think the big, big vision for colorfultalks.org would be that one day we are that resource that we're we're when you think, wow, you know, how do I talk about this? How do I how do I show more compassion? Because our vision is to provide that awareness, that empathy, that tolerance. Um, around diverse identities and experiences, right? And so when you think about colorful talks, I hope that we will be um, the face of that. And of course, this is brand new. Again, we're barely a year old, um, and but we're, we're concerned people, all diverse, uh, that have come together and every day we make it happen. So the bigger vision would be, why couldn't we be the, the seed that, that helps this to grow universally. And like you said, it's not easy. It certainly isn't easy. We don't always get it right because we're human too, but I think you got it right. The human race is all we got. Like when it comes to the one connection, we're all people. And until we figure out how we can passionately play our positions effectively as one team, as opposed to opposing teams, then we're always going to struggle. So we want to be part of that conversation that gets the win. You know, I, I, I laugh about a couple of quick, pieces there because i i'm thinking in my head you know amazon i don't know if you ever seen that picture of jeff bezos where he has like amazon spray painted on the wall of his office and he's like sitting at a desk young jeff bezos and you know you see i've seen other memes where it has like it all started in a garage and you see all these you know um uh, apple and, and all these organizations these companies these big behemoths of of tech industry that started out in somebody's garage or somebody's basement and i know friends i mean i have a friend of mine who, <laughs> who runs a very successful practice out here on Long Island and, and told me when he left the big firm, he started out his business in his garage and now he's well known in his profession here on Long Island. So, mm-hmm. you know, so the only thing that would stop any of this is the gray matter inside of our brains that gets, you know, that gets in the way of, of what we can and or cannot do. Right. So, uh, so I'm, I, I, look, I'm, I want to be a part of what you're doing. I want to be a part of the movement. I want to be helpful. I want to be wherever I can help. And sometimes it's just through my connections um, I say I, I can write little checks. I have friends who can write bigger checks. And and then, you know, <laughs> I like to, you know, make those. Connections. Yeah, yeah. We like we like the big checks, but we take a lot of little checks, too. You know, um, that, so I've got to give a shout out. Talk about team because <laughs> thank you, Mick Collins. Mick says I, this is a line from the Beastie Boys. I went to get a loan and they asked my race. I wrote down human inside the space. There it is. That that was the line. Shout out, Mick Collins. I appreciate you. This is certainly a team effort running this show. Uh, Mick Collins, let me give Mick a little love on that, too, real quick. Mick um, works for a company called Pay It Forward Processing. Every swipe benefits charity. They're a merchant processing company. And all uh, uh, much of the profits from their organization, from their business, that is, goes back 
two nonprofit organizations. So Mick, love you, brother. Uh, we've never actually, we know each other about a year, but we've never met in the physical form, which is certainly a, uh, a pandemic type of relationship that we've, we've all realized, you know, um, I used yeah. to love to go meet everybody in person. Now I barely leave the attic here. You know, that's just the way it is. <laughs> um, so we're going to almost bring this show to a close. I, I love the, the big audacious vision and goal. I want to connect with you and Lindsay and your team offline. I want to make I want to have you all connect with my network, whether it be my professional network, my nonprofit network, whatever it is. And if anybody wants to get with you or the team, how do they do that? Do they go through the website? What's the best way to engage after they've listened to this show? And they probably listened more than once because you and I did such a great job today. Like, I want to hear that show a second time. So that if this is your second or third time, you, you, you should have written it down. But if you didn't write it down, Vera, how do they get in touch with you? It's colorfultalks.com. Org, colorfultalks.org. That's the best way to find us on the website. There's a chat us uh, option where you can go and say, hey, heard the show or very interested in what you're doing. How do I get involved? Uh, there's a donation button. There's an opportunity to grab a calendar as we get ready to pounce into 2022. But definitely colorfultalks.org. That's going to get you started and connected to us. Incredible. And I thank you for doing that. So parents, money, I wrote down these things, educators. So these are the things we need. Parents who want to be part of this movement, educators, and I'm going to call it a movement because I think what you're doing is certainly a movement. So it's a movement. I, I call, I like that word movement. I call philanthropy and focus a movement. So yeah. Vera, I appreciate you. I am so jazzed. We connected. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Christine Desca. And whoever introduced me to Christine Desca a hundred years ago, got you and me to meet right now, Vera. And that's life and that's connecting. And I'm watching myself on Facebook and hands are flailing like this on my other screen. So I got to put my (laughs) hands back on my desk and relax and bring it home. I am Tommy D. Vera, again, I appreciate you. Thanks for being here. This is Philanthropy in Focus. We are here on Friday mornings at 10 a.m. And then we go on to uh, talkradio.nyc, which is the website where you can find this. And also on Facebook, Talking Alternative Broadcasting. Stay tuned for my boy, the SMB guy, Steve Fry, coming at you. He's got his sunglasses on. He's getting ready for the weekend. But he's going to bring you some real great knowledge around business in the small business space, the SMB guy. Vera, I'll see you soon. I look forward to catching up again. Everybody out there, thanks for listening. Thanks for being in. Moisha, have a great weekend. Sam Leibowitz, thanks for your help on the other side. Appreciate you all. Bye now. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, and power. And only coming with data. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night live, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? 
I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.